Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Lies, trickery, and deception. A battle between good and evil. It sounds like the description to what could be an intriguing movie. Or maybe a page-turning novel. But what if I said it was actually a description of our own lives? Because today as we look at God's word for us from James chapter 1, we see that this is the very description that God's word gives of our own lives. A battle between good and evil. And this battle is a daily battle. We may not always think about it. We may not even always see it because it's an internal battle. As it says in God's word from Matthew chapter 15, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. And then in Romans chapter 7, I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. It's in the mind and in the heart, this battle internally between our desires and God's. And as much as it may be difficult to understand, even difficult to admit, these evil desires come from us. Because as our reading today from James chapter 1 says, Each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. By his or her own desire. Those corrupted, deceitful desires from ourselves. Every day we're faced with the question, Whose desires will I follow today, mine or God's? Will I follow my corrupted, deceitful desires Or will I follow the godly desires instilled in me by the Spirit? Now as I say those words, I recognize most of us don't begin our days by asking that question. When we go through our day and we're faced with temptation, we often don't ask ourselves that very question. We don't have time to ask ourselves that question. Because the reality that we live in is much quicker, much sneakier, much more deceptive than that. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. The enemy wants it to be quick and easy and deceptive, which is why the devil and the fallen world will use everything it can to lure us into temptation. Again, our reading says that each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. And that luring and enticing is exactly what the devil and the world will do. By placing as much as it can in front of us the things that look real good, that sound good, that feel good. Appealing to those desires in every way that it can. And then on top of that, when we do fall into temptation, the enemy will do everything it can to get us to push the blame away from ourselves. To blame God. Why did God, God, why did you put that temptation in my way? Or isn't God the one who creates us with these desires? Or to blame others. The infamous, he made me do it, she made me do it. 
or quite simply to push the blame anywhere but with ourselves. Saying, I deserve it. I just need a little bit. I've gone through enough. It's not big, that big a deal. It's just once. Making excuses. Justifying. Doing anything we can to push the blame anywhere but ourselves. And even still, our own shame at times can become a tool used against us. And when we are convicted of our sin, we feel guilty and ashamed. So much so that we can't bear to let anyone else know what we've done. We can't stand the thought of anyone else knowing what we've done. We can't even bear to tell God what we've done. So we just keep it to ourselves. This is the battle that we face every single day. You can attest to this being true. You've lived it. You're living it today. And this is no movie, no fictional novel. This is real life. Real life that has real stakes. Life or death. Because as it says in our reading, verse 15, Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Now that terrible consequence of death That may not come as quickly as it takes me to read just one verse of Scripture. It comes far more easily, far quicker than many want to admit. Those who are complacent in their sin and the sin in their lives with their own deceitful desires will face terrible consequences. The key word in that statement is complacent. Not caring, not trying, not desiring to do better. But rather those, those who turn in faith and repentance to God, there's an entirely different end. Those who turn in faith and repentance to God, they have hope. And what seems at times like a hopeless, useless battle. They even have victory as they turn to God. Hope and victory because of the God to whom we get to turn. The God, as it says in our scripture reading today, is the giver of every good and perfect gift. The Father of lights, the creator, who by his very nature cares for his creation. He does not cause this evil that we experience in this world. I know that's a difficult concept for some. Some wrestle with this. And I actually had a very significant debate with someone recently about the very source of good and evil. But as it says in our reading today, he, God himself, tempts no one. This evil does not come from God. No, he may allow it to exist. He may even use it for his good purposes. But he does not cause evil. He's good. He's perfect. And he is who he is. Meaning he never changes. God himself says through the prophet Malachi chapter 3, For I, the Lord, do not change. Now our perception of him might change, but he never changes. And this good God, This perfect God who never changes 
is the one who brings us forth from our evil desires and our failure to temptation. The one who leads us not into temptation, but delivers us from evil. As it says in the last verse of our reading today, of his own will, of God's, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. He brings us forth by the word of truth. Now I know it may sound a bit redundant to some to say this, but his word of truth, his word tells us what is true. That satisfying these desires do not bring us true happiness or joy. Satisfying these desires do not give us hope in this world. Satisfying these desires does not give us confidence. It does not deliver us from the trials that we experience. And the satisfaction that we may experience from these desires, it is only temporary and fleeting. But rather, in his word of truth, he tells that he, God alone, is the one who gives true happiness and joy. God alone is the one who gives hope and confidence. God alone is the one who delivers us from our trials and our challenges. And God alone is the one who gives us more than just this body and life. And his word of truth also tells us that when we do fall into temptation, when we do fail and we are deceived by these deceitful desires, God still wants us. As it says through the prophet Joel, Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He knows who we are. He knows what we've done. And yet he still says, return to me, because he's gracious and merciful, and his love abounds forever. And God's word also tells us that his love abounds so much that he sent his son into this world. As we read from the gospel of Mark chapter 1, that his son came into this world in the flesh to endure temptation himself. Tempted in the wilderness by the devil. By things that would be far too alluring and enticing to us. And yet he, he resisted it perfectly. He defeated it. He was victorious over temptation. And his victory over temptation there in the wilderness points forward also to the victory over the devil and death through the cross and the empty tomb. This is what God's word has for us. This is the truth of his word. The truth that we need to hold on to. And the truth that we get to receive from his word, whether it be in the written form or the spoken form through absolution. The word that's poured over our heads in holy baptism. Or the word that's eaten and drank through the Lord's Supper. The word of truth. The word from God himself that comes to us in these various means. So that we could be made his first fruits. The first fruits were the most prized portion of the owner's harvest. The portion he was most proud of. That's how God makes you and me to be. Those who turn to God in faith and repentance are made to be his most prized, the ones he's most proud of. And so it may be a bit sobering to realize today that we're in the midst of a battle every single day. And that battle comes from our own sinful desires. 
But amidst that battle, we do have hope. Hope because God gives us his word of truth. And one day, all these battles will be over. And we'll have the victory eternal. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.